Here we go. I'm Tyler. This is Brian. We're back for another episode. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Now it smells like strawberries in here. Well, from your vapor, vapor, uh, yeah. your smoke haze, your uh, smoke box, whatever you call them. Vape. Bro. Okay. First of all, it's called an e-cig. E-cig. If we're going to be... Um, I thought e-cigs were actual cigarettes that were just electric that you just didn't smoke down and you just sucked on that looked like cigarettes, not the box that looks like a USB port or well, a USB you, drive. When, when you're a little kid and you get those little chalky candy cigarette packs, yep. just stay away from it. Why? Cut, nip it in the ass. It's kind of my, I like, I'm more of a preventative guy. This could happen, so let's just not do that. I don't even think they make those anymore. Anyways, hey, um, you'll notice these bags are open and almost eaten. But this is Tamer's Beef Jerky. It's a local dude. You know, we're giving him a shout out. He, uh, not a sponsorship or anything, just... Uh, Does he make it himself? What? Does he make it himself? Yep. Okay. And there's a, so March 6th, he's cooking up another batch. And so we should be able to get a hold of that. But I said, hey, you know, they reached out and I was like, hey, um... You know, and there's other guys too, you know, Seattle Best Decks, Cameron Hankey, Hard Metals. Uh, is he, are they on, are, is he online? Yes. Yeah. So are they ordering uh, online? Well, on Instagram, uh, um, Tamers Foods, Tamers underscore foods. Okay. On Instagram. Uh, they got email and stuff, Tamers Foods at gmail.com. Okay. But, uh. Good. Check them out. It's good. Yeah. Lo- no, it's great. So the, so I got the, um, cracked pepper and the sweet lemongrass left. Uh, but there was, there's one called Dragon Breath. Oh my goodness. That, that one's gone? That didn't last. That didn't even last a day. That's that good? Yeah. And I, and I was like, you know, can you, should I wait? They were like, oh yeah, open it on the podcast. You know, I, you know me, dog. Yeah. You know me. You know, yeah. Which it would have been better if you would have tried it on the podcast. Right we would, well, but we already, you already know what it tastes like. So it wouldn't be in a reaction, you know, that's what we need to do later. Maybe next time you get a, uh. Oh, you almost took the silica in with it. That would have been delicious. Fucking bamboo. But next time, wait. Try to hold off. Try to restrain yourself, and so so that we can open it up, try it on the uh, on a podcast, and we can get your actual reaction, so it's legit. Because you already know it's good. Mm-hmm. So I I can't. I'm dipping right now. So stressful day. I had to you know to put one in. I've you know so I gotta. This is my chill time. You know what I'm talking about. All right, so let's get into this. So last last week, we talked uh, nothing about what I wanted to talk about. And um, so we're going to try and give the short, sweet, to the point, the best we can. Now that you got a mouthful of beef jerky that doesn't chew easily. And, uh, and a <laughs> bottle of Sprite. Not bad. So... Yeah, no, I'm sure it's delicious, but you I don't think you're supposed to eat that much at one time. And you know what would be it might go viral if I have to do the Heimlich. Bro. So I don't know. Listen, I don't wanna I don't wanna take you the know the pieces are too small. I've choked before, but I had two pieces of steak that were like this, and I just figured I'd bite the middle of it and break the two apart. Mm-hmm. One of them sl- literally slid down my throat. <laughs> And, and it was connected to a yeah, and piece it was connected of to piece. And I'm like, ah. dude, I, I was in the same room with like five people. I think I remember you telling me this. This wasn't too long ago. This uh-uh. was like uh-uh. a couple years back. Yeah. And I had to like 
I thought I was going to die. And like, I couldn't even get up, get a, enough sound out to tell them that I was struggling. Yeah. And they were like five feet away. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> there's like, <laughs> wasn't this a dinner party? Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like was, you were uh, dressed, you were dressed nice, like sweater, that kind of dinner party. No. Oh, wasn't that kind of dinner party? No, it was like a hillbilly dinner party. There was oh, okay. steaks. We were eating steaks. Steaks and spaghetti. Like, yep. Pretty close, yeah. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> That's the hillbilly, you know, dinner party, right? Mm-hmm. Steaks Absolutely. and spaghetti. That's hilarious. Anyway, so we, we have to try and stay dialed in so we don't, you know, kill a bunch of people's time. But, you know, the goal, I guess, for for us is to try and help where we can for like where you've been successful in things mm-hmm. and kind of that's what I wanted to talk about today was you know you're successful in real estate and um you know you're still growing but I wanted to go back and talk about kind of how you got started and and how you made that initial investment and what you had to do to kind of make it all work and because as we've stated before you know, a lot of people, especially with the price of real estate anymore, you can't just go buy a home and then rent it out and, you know, have, you know, go buy yourself a house, live in that for a few years, and then think that you're going to, you know, save up a bunch of money for the down payment. And you might be able to, but, you know, in reality, most people, the average person that isn't necessarily going to be able to buy their own home, you know, spending money on the mortgage and things like that for them and their family, and then saving up enough money to go put a down payment on another house and, you know, and then getting into the rental game. So kind of take us back to, you know, how you started or, or, you know, your initial investment and your initial, you know, you took everything you had, which wasn't much. And you made that, you, you made the minimum down payment that you needed to get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And, and then from that point, um, you know, talk about, you know, how you went about, um, renting it out, the sacrifice that you made as far as, you know, cause that's one thing that, that we don't talk about a lot that a lot of people don't see is the sacrifice that you have to make in order to get yourself in a position where you are now. So, you know, you don't just jump into the position you are now you have to, I mean, you had years of sacrifice. So tell yeah. us a little bit about just kind of the process of, of what you had or, or kind of how you made it work in the beginning. And, uh, sure. the sacrifices that you made. Well, the first thing I knew, I knew, right, well, so I got into it because my dad was into it. And so, and I'm going to try to wrap it all in it. And I don't want, my intent is not to like, I, I'm just a regular guy. Right. So I knew out of high school, I was going to invest in real estate because my family was into it. It's, um, you know, big real estate is kind of a big thing in our family, I guess. The blueprint was there. You saw oh, the yeah. success oh, yeah. that you're money. Your easy. dad had with well, not easy money, but like easy for me to just, you know what I mean? A lot of time we don't believe in things unless we see it happen or somebody does it or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, wow, I didn't even know you could do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a regular person. Holy smokes, you know? So, um, so kind of what happened was, so then I was, uh, I was, I was in high school and I was like, shoot, I need to make literally as much money as fast as I can so I can buy, so I can get my first property. And so that was my first, and then I didn't want to, I was very pragmatic, conservative. Um, I was a lot more responsible then than I was in now, probably. Um, you know, I just worked and went to school and saved money. And then, but I didn't save it like in a savings account. I saved it in, 
um, stock portfolios, um, things like that. I, I'd like to lock my money up into things, you know, um, so you don't spend it. Yeah, absolutely. Make it more difficult to access. Exactly. Keep or, it and, and put a serial number on it if I can, or, you know, uh, reinvest it or I really like to reinvest. I really, a lot of, um, might not seem like it, but typically when, if I spend money, there's either, so I don't put a price on my, on smiles, if that makes any sense. So like things, some things I shouldn't, I spend more money than I should, but some things I'm super, super just not, you know what I mean? So my, I don't really have a very, um, like a formula of how we spend money. Some things I like spend money on sometimes, some things I don't at all. You know what I mean? I don't like losing money. It hurts me emotionally very much. I feel like it's, I take it too personally probably. Um, so anyways, so I needless to say, so I save money and then I kind of, I kind of felt I was at the point where I could handle it. So I went up to my uh, dad, you know, and I was like, Hey dad, I want to get into real, I want to do what you're doing. He's like, okay. So we started looking at properties and I got a hold of my, uh, his agent at the time, a guy named Chris Austin. And we started looking at properties, looking at properties and I needed something big cause I want to chop it up into units. So I needed it. I knew I needed it close to 4,000 square feet. So you knew that, I mean, you had the blueprint of right. what kind of house everything I needed, you all needed. exact everything. Okay. So Cause that's something that maybe people don't think of, or they're not maybe, you know, maybe you're thinking, okay, you mm -hmm. know, a three bedroom, two bath. Not going to work. Not going to work. Nope. So you need to have that space. Those, that's where your six bedroom, four baths come into play. <clears throat> you know, your older homes. And so it was, I was looking at, you know, I, I ended up looking at very specific houses, but I was looking at two to three a year at the time. And they were $130,000 in the Seattle area, Everett area, you know, so 27 miles um, north of Seattle. So, and I was looking at literally, and there's, I mean, it's insane now. I mean, looking at houses for 110,000 and stuff and, but, and so, but I was ready to do it. You know, I had, I had everything in order, got the first place. Um, I did what you call a hard money loan. So I put 20% down. Well, hang on, let's take it. So when, if you're looking at property these days and say you're looking at an investment property, what, what are you looking at for the initial investment? What's going to get your foot in the door? If you know, if you're in a situation like you are, um, where you're going to live there as well. So that's how that's house hacking. And so and I kind of wanted to touch on that because you kind of talked about how would you be able to afford a house now? Well, and like we've talked about the economy, the are, you know, we're all kind of getting closer together anyways. Right. Um, you know, with different cultures, their parents live together. You know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I take care of my mom. So it's like, you know, I uh, I can see how that all works and you're able to kind of keep things more you know, private, you know, within your family and stuff too. So that's kind of a cool factor. Um, so with the house hacking, you essentially are going to buy a primary and rent it out, whether it's a duplex, triplex, you know, uh, live in one, rent a unit, rent the other two units out. Right. Or like what I did, I just bought big houses with a lot of rooms and then chopped it up and then tried to put people in rooms, but I'd create en suites, you know, rooms with private bathrooms, some, some had shared bathrooms, shared kitchen, all that stuff. So it's kind of a mix, you know, um, but mostly so. And then on my third property was when I was able to start custom building. I know that's kind of jumping ahead, but so, yeah, essentially what I did was I bought a house that was 3,668 and then 
I didn't actually live there during the first construction. We had. So a, did you do construction right out of the gate? I have forty five days to reappraise for like three hundred thousand. Because you took a loan, you had a down payment to get to get the to buy the house. Well, I gave. I actually used hard money or essentially cash. I did a no finance, no inspection contingency, um, but I didn't have that much cash, so I borrowed it from uh, a hard money lender, Rain City Capital, uh, and then they bought the house. You know, they financed the house, but I gave them twenty percent, which is like forty thousand, um, to secure that loan. Then I had forty-five days to fix it up enough to reappraise for. Approximately, I needed about 120,000 more than I paid for it in order to have a 25% equity position. And then, so what happened was no problem. 45 days later, we reappraised for 289 and then the uh, finance in the conventional. So you met that stipulation that you needed to meet. Yeah. Gotcha. But I don't, you, you can, and, and there's different products and stuff out there now. Some you can finance the construction into it. We did a very hands-on, a lot of it was just, Literally just getting stuff out, getting, cleaning it up, new carpet, new paint, you know, uh, just, you know, wall coverings, cleaning up a lot of electrical. You just, what I've ended up with every property I've, you and I end up taking out, I don't really add. I'm more, I'm getting rid of all that stupid, the idio, idio, uh, and stuff that people install in their houses and all that shit. I just get all, rid of all that shit, all that weird stuff. Okay. So now you're into the property. So then I'm like, all right, cool. Well, so I'm, and I started renting it out right away, but then, so my lease on my apartment, I still had time and I'm like, all right, if I play my cards, right, I can build a bait, a unit, I can build another, um, four units in the basement. So that's what I did. And then I, and then I moved into there. So then I lived in the basement of my rental for five years a lot, but I was working and going to school. I wasn't home that much. You know, I was. It was a place to sleep. It was a place to sleep and it was on the water. It was pretty cool. I ran a lot at the time. So um, that's when I was able to run around on the waterfront and stuff. That was cool. But see, and that's kind of what I wanted to dive into more was because of the fact that, you know, you lived in your first property for in five the basement years, yeah. for five years. I bought another one while I lived there and then I bought another one. Actually, this house is the first house I've ever like lived in. That was, I wasn't house hacking. But I mean, that, I kind of even done did that here. But that's part of the deal is that, you know, that sacrifice that you made to oh, in order sucks, in order but... to get the next one, because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you're living in the basement, you're renting out the other rooms. There's people living at the house that you live in, which, you know, a lot of people, it can get real myself annoying. included. You're, you know, it's not you're not a, probably a big fan, but that's the sacrifice you need to make in order to get yourself in a position where. You're able to save enough money while living in that house to buy another home to then rent out and, you know, either move into or use as another rental. I mean, cause so you stayed in that, in that basement for, for five years. And while you were staying there, you bought your second home. Well, I didn't buy any houses for a couple of years. I was keeping, I thought the market was going to go down. It kept going up and up and up. And I was like, oh shit. So then my dad was getting rid of one of his properties and I was like, formula's already done. So went ahead and bought that. And then I bought a place cause I like, because it was, it was a non-conforming triplex, had code violations. And unfortunately, you know, and that kind of, it kind of fueled a lot of my fucking discontent for the government of when, where they want to put their thumb down on people. 
And it's funny, you know, it's like you're trying to do, you drop, you buy a place with the, if the city's involved and you're trying to do the best you can with what you got and they will beat you to fucking death. They will show up, tell you your shit's fucked up after you spent $30,000 on it and tell you to have a nice day. And you're like, by what? And they're like, I don't know, an inch and a half. Hey, your, your, your window sills too high. Well, there's coats. So. Right. But I'm just saying like, I didn't build that shit. Right. And, it, and their code that they need to stick to their codes. Yeah. But if see, I didn't build it it needs to be grandfathered in. Don't change your code. Well, it look, kind of looks like, I don't give a fuck what it looks like. But see, that's where it's, it's, you know, there's very specific rules to the building code depending upon, and I don't know what Same discretionary. I don't know. You were there. No, I wasn't there. I mean, I was, I've been to the property and, and saw it while you were working on it, but you have to also take into consideration that there's mint. As soon as you um, open that door, open it up. Op- well, as soon as you open up walls and do this and that and the sure, other thing, sure. they expect you to bring it up to code. Now, if you never touch the wall, yeah, they don't expect you to bring it up to code. Well, I did most of the work. Yeah. And there's, but I did the most work so, as a homeowner too, though. I know, but different expectations there too. Correct. But there are stipulations to, you know, and that's something that is good to know where you got yourself in a pickle and you know, now that you know what to do, you know, kind of the situation or, you know, we in, I don't think, don't ever reach out again. Well, and I don't think that the government is, I mean, dude, I'm not, it's just the building. My point is they don't know what's going on. They're following this book that somebody else that's not relevant to today's, but it is. I mean, it, sure. I Every mean, two I years. Being that we've both traveled in other countries, I love building coats. I really, because I know what it could look like. Yeah, exactly. Right? Sketchy. Yeah, you have building codes because you can't let somebody just build what they want. You know, it's just, it's the same reason that... So, um, says who's. Well, it's yeah. the same reason that there's covenants in neighborhoods, right? When they do plan neighborhoods, you know, as much as... I don't like the covenants. I don't like, but I'm also a person that's not necessarily going to paint my house, you know, bright orange. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's for profit, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Any other reason don't, but if it's for profit, what bright orange, it's okay. Paint Just anything, bro. Anything. As long as somebody can make money off it, we're good. Well, anyway, it's for that reason. I mean, there's a Did reason you? the codes are in place. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's an exact, no, I know that that's my point, but like it it was a learning lesson for you tremendous to realize what the city can do and how they can, well, when they do the delay, your I paid the appraiser to come look at it and give me an idea. It's super cool guy. Give me like a scope of work too. Right. And he brought his brother with him because he was helping him because it was kind of a big inspection. Right. And you know, they were already, they had already, I've already worked with multiple times. So we kind of, we understood each other. What is this for? For me, dude, you know, like, let me know what I bit off. And they didn't know I had, and this was a cash deal too. And uh, they didn't know I had bought it already. And I walked in, I'm talking about how he was smart. He bulldozed this motherfucker. And I'm like, well, yeah. Or he said, either bulldoze it or don't buy it. And I was like, well, I, I already bought it. And he, well, what are we doing here? I'm like, just do your job. Okay. Jeez. Shut up. <laughs> God. So, um, no, I'm, I mean, it was just funny. I was like, well, but I didn't even think about it. It didn't even phase me. I just kept chunking at it. And next thing you know, in the basement, kept flooding. And fuck, so let me go back to your first place. Okay. Because I want to go back to, so when you're living in the basement of your first place, now is the idea for you to save your own money to buy the next one? 
and the people that you're renting to um, kind of pay the mortgage on that? Or are you trying to maximize your profit in order to have them pay the mortgage and supply you with the down payment for the next one? I mean, what's the goal or what's the idea behind that? That first unit, let's say you get in there. I think that's subjective to the individual. I think you're asking a very, very broad question. And to answer that question, I would say some school of thoughts is don't worry about the money, just make more, right? Don't worry about your spending, make more. At that time, I was I was trying to save every dollar I could. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any net worth. I didn't have, I had a job. I had time that at that time, that's all I had. So I had to save money. So you're, that's why you're, I say I was more responsible. Like I watched every penny because you're I focused. Could, I could keep it on every penny as well. Cause your focus was to, was to save the money that you're bringing in plus your income and just, you know, you're paying the bills as you need to, but you're trying to save every dime you could because you, you always had it in your plan that well, you yeah, were going to buy then the I would one. put, you know, I put some in stocks. I put a lot in stocks. You know, I've lost some money on the stock market. Not, not nothing too crazy, but you know what I mean? Like did stuff like that. Like I said, I would lock it up into hard assets. But so, you were building towards the next place because you knew that you wanted to buy another one. Sure. But also market appreciations can do that if you know a little bit about creative financing. And that's part of the reason, you know, one of the, the, the city was kind of the biggest deal is because they held up some of my financing just because they, you know, for some stamp or, you know, they fucked, they really kind of fucked me, you know, and then. You got such a tight timeline and I'm just like, and, but yeah, mortgage uh, company was cool and worked with me. So that was pretty much my saving grace on that. So, but that wasn't the first one. You keep skipping ahead to the third one. Mm -hmm. I want to, I'm going back. Second one was slam shut deal. I'm not talking about the second one. Okay. We are talking about. So the what then I, well, so okay. I you looked, had. looked in the basement and I was like, I'm going to build a freaking. You, you built. Yeah. But I'm telling you, but back then, dude, I had the thing framed in. I found a buddy that framed and I had it framed in for four grand. You're not going to do that now. Literally had the whole thing framed, ceiling, walls. Well, that's what makes now a little bit more grand. difficult. It's brutal. I don't see how people are, you know, that's why I haven't been making big moves and I'm more testing the market and looking what's out there because yeah, you can do that if you, it's all about risk tolerance too, right? You know, like I'm kind of, you know, I already have, you know, so, um, God, let me get back to that. So what do you want to know? Like, so the market. So well, let's, I mean, put yourself in a situation where so the, today you, you, you start in today. Cause if, if, if somebody's interested in doing something similar to what you've save done money, dude, I mean, the second place costed me a hundred thousand out of pocket cash. Boom. Gone. 80,000 down payment, 20,000 for construction out of the gate. But then I was rocking and rolling, you know, so that was a huge win. I mean, everyone's been a pretty big um, decent return, you know, it's hard to count quantify, but I mean, my, um, like, and it used to be easier to calculate, but there's so it's, everything goes up and down so quick every day. I just don't even, you know, really stress about the super, super fine details. But I, at the time I would shoot for a 50% return. 15% was like kind of what I shooted for. Cause I knew eight was good. I knew 12 was good, but I wanted 15. So on what it's the house hacking dude, just buying big houses and renting rooms out and stuff. But I mean, so it, I'd well, make my mortgage and then some you're looking for then more on top of that because I have looking eight for units in a property. 15% above your mortgage. What are you talking about? Return? Like, I, like, 
return on investment. So like how much I have invested is like, so if I have, for instance, 150,000 that you've put out of your pocket into a place. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And then, so, and then my return is hundred what? 1500. That's gonna be 10%. Right. Yep. No, that'd be 1%. If, no. Yeah. 1%. 15,000. Idiot. 10%. 15, but 10%. you're looking for what? 15. You're looking for 10% on what? Okay. A year or for what? Well, I guess, I guess, I I guess annualized, I guess. What do you, I don't because know. Because you're, you're, I don't remember well, how exactly it's been. You just said I'm used looking to for, care about it. So that's the thing. You just that's, said I'm looking for a 15%. That's what return. I shot. That's what I shot for. That's all I remember. But and I don't I remember. To, I don't know what that return is on. I mean, cause you're appreciate, are you looking just the appreciation? I'm of trying the asset to figure itself? out Well, I'm trying to, it wasn't, I don't think maybe it was a cash on cash return. Cause there's multiple types. I know what you're getting at. I think it was a cash on cash return. Are you looking? It's not that because, and that would be how much cash I've invested. Are you speaking of something that you took this out of your pocket, put it down on the house, you did your remodel, you rented it out, and now you? I can't you, remember if I calculated it according to the asset itself. Is it when you refinance it and you get that money back okay. that you're talking about a fifteen percent return on that money out of pocket? I guess I'm I telling mean, you, I don't remember. I do you hear me? Well, I, hear, I don't know how I calculated it I hear, exactly. I want to say like cash or cash return, but if I can't remember how to do the calc, if I don't know the formula, which I can get it for you, I am not going to talk out of my ass. You're do you fucking out, hear me? You're spitting out numbers. 50, I I'm promise trying, you, I will show you how I did it, but I'm not doing it right now. Well, you're spitting out a number and I'm just trying to figure out. I understand. Out and that's what part that of my number, concern is because I have spit out numbers in the past. What that number is on. And I want to know. Yeah, I'm with you. But I, I so, okay, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to tell you exactly how I did it. Well, because I just don't know what that return is on. No, I know. And I, that's all. So it's, I think it's cash on cash return. How to. Oh, I might have pricked a. Hmm? <laughs> did, I, did I prick a little needle there or something? He started getting a little uppity with. Well, me. there's multiple. I think it was a cash on cash return. I'm trying to. So it would say percentage can be calculated by dividing the value by the, by total value and then by multiplying the result by 100. I'm still confused. Mm -hmm. You understand where my confusion comes from? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I haven't cared about calculating. It's been five years since I fucking calculated. Bro, so if my fucking mortgage is $1,900, mm -hmm. I'm renting these houses for $7,000. Like, I can show you those numbers. No, I, I get that part. I under, so like that's I, pretty straightforward, right? Yeah, no, I, I don't know how I that was five years ago. I just don't remember how to <clears throat> the exact calculation. And I understand what you're saying with that, and I think everybody would understand. But that, I think it was a cash on you know well, your know. mortgage, and then you rent out room. I remember twelve was good, and I was like, holy shit, I'm getting fifteen. But I guess, I guess it was just something where you would spit out a return, and I was trying to. It was eighteen percent. I remember that when I said, and it was annualized returns for my 401k and oh dude, I have that sheet upstairs. I don't need, but I'm just, I'm stoked. What do you mean? I, I'm trying to understand what the return yeah, I didn't is. Think, I think I guess I should have wrote down how I calculated it out. If it's the return on your initial investment and it's like a yearly thing. I think I would calculate it for to cash on cash because the way I did it really wasn't, I wasn't that much out of pocket. I, I literally used $6,000 of my own money. 
in the very beginning. And I'm, yeah. And then to make a hundred thousand in one month. Gotcha. In an equity. And then, but then I started making money, but I can't remember how I calculated exactly that. Cause I used to jam out fucking books like crazy. And then they, they would say in the book, like, Oh, here's how you did it, did it, did it. And that would go, but I don't remember if it was cash or there's cash and cash return. God, I used to know all of them. Um, but now I get, and that's where I, I get confused because I'm not in that. No, it's all good. Dude. In that this is what it's about, dude. Hold on, that game types of real estate returns. So when you talk, okay, let's break this down for me. Let's just learn one sure. thing here. When you say cash on cash return, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? I think it was I think it was cash flow. This would be different from your gross rents and your monthly expenses. Was it cash flow? Did I invest? Did I calculate on cash flow? Cash flow would be what you just spoke of, right? Right. So maybe I did. Here's calculate. how much. Here's maybe how, I did calculate. No. This is how much I take in in rent. This is how much my bills are. You know, mm -hmm. the simple the simple form, right? How much I take in, how much I put out, what I have left over. That well, is it's my an cash ROI. Flow. So return on investment ROI. Da, 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 da. But when you speak of a cash on cash return, I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to learn what that means. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does it mean? So break it real easy. Just try and do it simple as possible. Well, I'm more trying to find what I was calculating out. And, uh, and there's, cause there's multiple different, you got required. Yeah. Risk coefficient, actual return on investment. Maybe that's what it was. That's a pretty simple way to. It wasn't, I can guarantee it wasn't a fucking <clears throat> hardcore, hardcore formula. For example, you're buying an investment property at an initial price of $100,000. Uh, that's if you're selling it. In conclusion, the return on investment is an important concept in the real estate business. Investors need to be familiar with how to calculate these three types of ROI to make sure they're making the best. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm a shitty fucking real estate investor. What are the three types? Required return on investment. That's what you have to make. Required rate of return on investment. Expected return on investment. <laughs> Expected return. Anyways, I don't know. I want to move on. I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. But it was, I remember it was, uh, yeah, it would have been, but at that time, so and I wasn't able to rent out these houses for, so it was probably like, instead of 7,000, probably closer to like four to 5,000 back then. That was, that was a while ago. But I like, I, yeah, I remember, God damn, I feel stupid now. Don't you hate that when like you used to know stuff and I'm starting to realize that in life. Whatever you learn, and this is, I guess, a lesson for everybody. You got to keep sharpening whatever you do. Yeah, you have. To, if you don't use it, you lose it. And I remember when I would talk about this stuff with people, just like all this stupid ROI, DTI, that, and people just look at me like I'm, and I was like, doesn't everybody know this shit? And now I realize, I'm like, wow, dude, this kind of, it's kind of like, I was, I can't believe, I didn't know I had so much fucking knowledge on it well and that's why i wanted to talk to you about the first one 
because I didn't mean to get upset. I got bad. I was a little, I just, I don't remember exactly. You how got I, frustrated. Well, I don't remember exactly how I calculated it. You got out. you got snippy with me because I was trying to tell you. And you lean. You're in. trying to push it on me. You're trying to push me, and you're trying to get me to say something. No, that's that would be like I wasn't ah, trying to get you. Bucket. I wasn't trying to get a gotcha just, moment. I don't want to, dude. Because when I hear myself on the podcast you, talk out of my ass. You could have. I'm like, dude. You could have told me anything. All I was trying to figure out was. When you say ca- when you say cash on cash return, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. It means how much cash you have into it. Okay, so the cash you're getting back. So, so I put, if I have six thousand dollars into something that so I put hundred sixty thousand dollars. So I put a hundred thousand in. Uh huh. And then when you say I want a fifteen percent return on a cash on on cash on cash investment, that means you want a hundred and ten back. That would be a 10% gain on your hundred that you put in. Sure. That's, but that doesn't make sense. Cause I told you my cash was very little. Correct. So if you, so if you were to put a down payment and say you were to go in with the bare minimum, say it was the 6,000 or 10,000. I got it all back, dude. That's the zero down. It's I swear to God, I, I literally got, I bought this property fixed and I got all the money back. I didn't put any, but that, in. and that was a, maybe I left the 6,000 in, I think that was an, that was a, the 20% came back. But that, that was, was just a, that was because a, of the creative way that you went about. You you had X number of dollars to put down. You got a loan, a hard money loan. Yeah. To do the remodel and no, I or, just did the, I did the remodel out of pocket. Okay, so you went Home Depot. I went so, to Home Depot. So that cost you money, out of pocket. Mm-hmm. So you didn't put any money down. Mm-hmm. You used this hard money loan mm-hmm. to buy the home. Yeah. And you had. 45 days mm-hmm. to increase the value. So that's where you took the money out of your pocket, went and got all your supplies, yeah. did all the, all the, but I think all in at the time when I, when I was thinking of, um, was like 70,000 all in, I think after the basement remodel and all that stuff, wasn't much into it. So maybe I calculated off of that. That came out of your pocket. This is a long time ago. And I knew, I, I knew we were going to, and this, and it's kind of funny, I guess I kind of, you thought it was just going to come off the top of your head? Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, I guess. So then, so I'm trying to figure out, but now it's killing me. So I can't figure out how I calculated that. But I just remember, but then at that time, bro, like, like I was 70,000 in debt. You know, now I'm at like a million in debt. No, right? I, I understand that. So part. it's like kind of hard to keep. So, so you get the hard money loan. Uh-huh. Okay, we're right there. So they buy the house. You go out and take all the money that you have in your pocket. You do all the remodel and all that stuff because you have to get it appraised now for. Yeah, but I already kind of knew that it was because of the state of the market. If it wasn't going to tank, I was squared up. Okay. So you knew you were going to get, you were going to get that value that you needed. Yeah, I wasn't really that stressed. It was more me getting it done. Let me ask you though, when you, when you go and you have it, when you go and refi it, because that's what you have to do, right? You have to taken you have to refinance it into a conventional loan mm-hmm. so then when you do do that when you do the conventional loan you refi it into a conventional loan and they say okay your house is now worth this amount mm-hmm. so then where do you get the money to pay back that hard money loan because that hard money no, you don't even do it you don't they do it they, yeah, do they it. communicate okay yeah you're out of loop they're yeah, you got a couple loan officers. Loan officer here. So they're they work together to get them squared up. So it's not something. You get a check. It's not like a loan shark where they're coming after you for. The, okay. 
No, Rain City Capital. That's what I think of when I think of hard money loan. I think of like a loan. No, it's hard money loan. Like you can, there's yeah, no, no, is is but it, so they're talking, but it's so, a higher percent. It's like twelve percent interest. Gotcha. So then, so th- they're talking, you know. So then you get it appraised. It everything works out great. Mm-hmm. They they get them squared up. So their initial investment with their return is good. Mm-hmm. They're good, and now you're into. Um, so then they do they do they mortgage it off of the hard money loan because you're into it for that much or do they mortgage it off of the full amount? I guess I don't understand that part either. So if Cause technically you haven't taken any money out of your pocket just for construction. So just for construction. So what is the, so what is the loan is the loan based on how much you took out to initially buy the house? Yeah. Whatever the cost of the house was originally. Yeah. So the appraisal value is now just your equity. Okay. So okay. It's equity. So it's not like cash. I mean, whatever. Yeah. But you know, uh, but yeah, then you're able that's to, that's where I get, that's where I get a little right. bit confused in everything. Right. And then, and, and, and yeah, I mean, I apologize for not having the answer on that percentage, but, uh, bear with me. I kind of, you know, the concepts are there, the details, the formulas I wish I had. And that's a good lesson for me. Don't, you don't know what the fuck, if you can't back it up, don't say it. Well, next time come prepared. You've known this for a week. Yeah, I just, yeah, dude, thinking about my first property, yeah, I mean, I just, the thing is, like, that was such a- How long ago was that? 2014, 15. It wasn't even that long ago. You're not old enough to forget shit yet. Really? Was 2014 or 15? Yeah. Hmm. Made decent progress. Hasn't been that long. It's only been seven years. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, get to it. Go pick on somebody your own age. Not moving, not moving fast enough. Fuck me, dude. Uh, yeah, no. So, like, is there anything else that what? do you have any advice for somebody that's interested in that? Is there books? Is there? Well, I just, I really got is into. There... I literally figured out. Well, and here, I didn't really get into investing books until later. I didn't get into. Not invest, I didn't but, get into self improvement. I didn't know what I was doing. Not, I was just I'm not it, talking. Bro. I'm talking about. They're interested. They're not looking for self-improvement. They're not looking for invest. They're looking Literally, for there's house two words, house two fucking words, rentals, house hacking. Yeah. Move, get some roommates, figure out how to write a lease, figure out how to put up with people because they're fucking annoying. Okay. That's your advice. Figure out fucking. Yeah. Go buy your house with some fucking rooms. Get just don't rent to your friends. Put, put people under month to month contracts when they fuck up, give them 20 days notice. Say it's not working out. I feel like you don't want to be here, so I'm helping you move along. All right. That's a good way and, to end this. And then so like, yeah, I mean, it, and that's the bottom line is you're dealing with, so in order to keep peace and harmony, when, if somebody steps out of my realm of like, that's okay to me, I absolutely do whatever I have to do to eliminate that person from my life because I need to protect my sanity. Because people think like, it's funny when people look to people that are like, oh, that are doing a lot. And it's like, hey, good job, bro. I'm fucking barely keeping it together mentally, but that's how I like to thrive. That's where I thrive, right? It's not that bad. I'm not like mentally issue, having issues, but like it's not a fucking walk in the park. So worrying about some fucking no. percentage <laughs> I, that I, I don't, I don't envy. No, I mean, but I don't envy your life either. You I do. look at what you do and I'm like, holy shit, I don't know how he does it, right? The amount of patience and sitting. Hey, did you know that sitting is the new smoking? Is it really? Yeah. So what should I do? 
I don't know. I just found out today, so I'm still working on my jokes. I'm trying to wear baggier clothes. Well, I think that they, when you wear the quality premium stuff, it's usually fitted. Just a food for thought. So if you want to wear looser clothes. I don't wear fitted premium. Go to Fred Meyers and get some clothes, dude. It'll fit nice and loose. Whatever. Okay, next time we are uh, bringing into, coming into episode 50. Which, it's not 52, 52 weeks in a year, but it's about a year since I revamped the podcast last year. Um, so we got some big changes coming, and uh, hopefully... What did you, know, you do to revamp the podcast? Just brought it back. Revamped it. I, I, I started the Industrious Guy podcast in 2019, and I was doing it in the basement of my house. And then at the end of 2019, 2020, I went through some personal issues and just stopped doing the podcast altogether. And then it took me about a year to realize that I really like doing it. And so I brought it back and, you know, started recording again and, and putting it back. And then that's when about three weeks later, you had your moment on the, uh, on the episode where I, I froze, hit the live button and, uh, <laughs> Mr. Dude, Energy, I should watch that. Mr. Energy, uh, froze like a yeah it was pretty awesome it was pretty funny but ever since then you you now that you know what you're dealing with it's dude huge shout out to uh cory curly with double k design custom furniture yeah he's big big fan that's uh that's i really appreciate uh feedback from him yeah so yeah he's a good guy dude but seriously check out some of his furniture hey dude you all right man do you are you okay me? You can't bring yeah. If you're gonna bring up me getting upset, you have to bring it up right fucking now. I already I wasn't did. Upset. I just felt like you already did. What? So when we as soon as we as soon as I hit, I mean, I'm end, a little scared to turn that as, off. As soon as I hit end, it's over. But I'm, I'm I'm not gonna bring it up. Like I'm over. Like your little piff that you had. No, where trying, you leaned you were in, trying to fuck where you leaned in on the table I, and were, like started getting I stern. Didn't lean with me. in, did you I leaned mean? in, well, we'll and you I got know. stern. I think I did. I get well, stern. You did. You tried to get stern. Tried. There we go. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, your face got, <laughs> your face got, really. You know, your smile went away, and um, are you trying to hurt my feelings? Yeah, you got really Dude, a little bit. I don't do well when frustrated I'm, and irritated. I was. I was, and that, that just. If that doesn't tell you about basic humans, I didn't, I didn't have an answer. I was like, damn dude, I should know this. But literally on my brain, I'm thinking in my brain, I'm just coming up with cash on cash. Trade. I'm like, I know there's more than that. Yeah. But that just tells me. Well, hey, you man. kept saying that. I can't remember if it's cash on cash return. I can't remember if it's cash 15%, 18%. Once you're going to forget it. Cash on cash return. You kept saying it. Well, there's it, multiple types of returns. And, I and that's the problem is I don't understand what you're saying. I was saying it to myself. Saying. I wasn't talking to you. I was trying to help myself remember. There's a bunch of other people that are listening going, what in the hell is he talking about? Dude, yeah. Maybe they all understand and I'm the dummy. I don't know. But I'm glad you cleared it up. At least. I didn't say that. At least we got, at least we got uh, something understood so you're wearing my favorite color today i know and christmas colors again i'll see you later okay